What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode six of More Wrestling's podcast. I am your host, Dylan Morrison. Today, I'll be joined by my first senior level guest, and that is Ben Hannes of the Penn RTC. Ben was a 2019 All-American for Cornell Big Red, and he went on and played a year of football for the Syracuse Orange. It's going to be a great story, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Uh, how are things going down in the city of brotherly love? Uh, things are good. We uh, are consistently training down here. We have a good little setup. We go to a club in New Jersey. It's called Underground. Uh, Mike Crowley and uh, Taylor Walsh are, or maybe Chad Walsh, but they have been have been awesome uh, letting us come in and train down there. It's like 15 minutes outside of the city, so it's been awesome. There's uh, five mats in there, a weight room, so it's uh, it's an awesome training alternative that we have to be able to go to go over there and uh, and get some get some work in. So uh, you must have made the move during the pandemic, right? It was April, I think, when they announced that you you're going down there to train at Penn RTC. Yeah, so I was. Uh, I took a job down in Philly uh, with Merrill Lynch. So I started work in March. So I, I was coming down a little bit during the season of last year um, up until obviously the season got canceled. So I was training with them a little bit leading up to it. And uh, right as my job was starting was when the, the pandemic in March really kind of picked up a lot of momentum and things started closing. Um, so then I ended up just having to go home like most people did and, and went back to Syracuse to shelter in place. Um, and then I ended up moving back down here in August when we were able to start training again. I, uh, I moved back down here um, and, and have been here now for whatever, six months. Awesome. So uh, I guess to back up to the beginning of your career, uh, how did you get introduced to the sport? I mean, I know your dad wrestled at Syracuse University back in the day. But is it something that he encouraged or did you find it upon yourself? Yeah, so my dad wrestled at Syracuse, but he was awesome about not uh, really pushing it on me. You know, he, he encouraged me to play as many sports as I, as I could. And whatever sport I had interest in, he was awesome at supporting me. And, uh, you know, if that was my passion, he was going to support it. So he never really pushed wrestling on me. He just encouraged me to play as many sports, but... It definitely piqued my interest when I was little. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I came to him and asked him if I could, you know, start wrestling because uh, I knew he wrestled. So when I was little, um, I don't know, maybe five or six. And uh, then, then I started going to, to PB wrestling practices with one of his college teammates, Matt Kulikin. He was over at West Genesee and they had a PB program, but uh, James Will DeWitt, didn't have a PB program. So I'd actually go over to uh, West Jenny when I would go to, to my first practice. Oh, no kidding. Oh, so uh, you attended James Will DeWitt. I guess you just mentioned it, but in high school and you competed on the James Will DeWitt slash CBA wrestling team. And you placed third in the state as a senior. I was able to watch you compete a few times as you guys uh, competed at a lot of the tournaments Governor did. But what was life like wrestling in CNY? Um, so you missed out on two schools there. So we were JD, CBA, Solvay, West, West Hill. Hill. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we had quite the, the, the group of, of guys on the team. Um, it was, it was definitely fun because we had 
like three or four kids that maybe had a couple years experience. And then the rest were just pretty much brand new. Um, and it was kids that, uh, you know, were just encouraged to come out for the team, kind of, you know, misfit kids here and there that didn't really play maybe other sports or played a sport and had a friend encourage them to come out. And uh, that, that was our team. And it was, it was actually awesome. You know, we would go in the hallways and be like, dang, we, we don't have a, a 99 pounder. And you'd walk the halls and you'd find the, the smallest kid and say, Hey man, you should come out for the wrestling team. And, you know, the next day he shows up without shoes on and he's wrestling in his socks, but <laughs> right. that was, that was, uh, that was our high school team, but, but it was a riot. Um, so it was fun competing in, in, in Syracuse. Uh, we really didn't have occasions as a team because we were just a bunch of misfits from four different schools. Um, but then, but then we really, we really started to pick up some momentum and, and now we actually have a pretty good program there. And, uh, coming from just like, you know, brand, brand new wrestling, when I was in eighth grade, you know, to now we actually, you know, send a couple kids to state pretty consistently every year. So it's just, it's just a testament to the kids, the kids in those four schools. Yeah. It's off you guys the off have, season and, you have ahead. a solid, uh, solid program down there that they're growing. And obviously it's uh, nice to see, even if it's the four schools, I mean, it's hard to make four schools work as one team. I'm kind of doing the same thing up at Canton with several different schools. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's kind of hard, but it's cool to see you guys making it work. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, testament to, to the coaches I've had a couple coaches, uh, actually had three different coaches. Um, I had Trevor LeBlanc first, and then I had his brother, Paul, and then I had Joe Moran. Um, and now Paul is back to the head coach now. Um, but those coaches were awesome at accommodating the different schools and, and making it work. You know, some days we'd go over to Solve, and then, you know, most of the days would be over at JD. Um, but, you know, those kids had to, you know, get on buses and, you know, or drive 20 minutes over to the different high schools. So you know, definitely a lot of sacrifice, um, you know, to make it work. Yeah. Um, so you kind of trained down at the uh, Finger Lakes Wrestling Club throughout high school. Um, I don't know. Tell us about that. That was pro- probably an hour drive, right? So what was the experience like getting exposed to those kind of wrestlers down at Finger Lakes while you were in Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so I started going to the club practices when I was uh, – before I got to high school. I, I was going down um, when Clint Wattenberg, he's the uh, – head nutritionist at the UFC. Now he was actually the finger lakes coach. He was I'm pretty sure a uh, grad assistant. He was, he was studying to get his PhD in nutrition and he was also the finger lakes coach. Um, so I would go down to practices with him, got exposed to, you know, high level wrestling um, amongst my peers in the state, uh, the kids that would go to go there. And that's when I met uh, some of my future teammates, like Will Cole and Connor LaPresse. Um, but that was awesome. And then, and then that kind of just kind of blossomed into high school uh, when I was able to go down and, and attend some of the, uh, the frog practices for the college guys that were taking the, the gray shirt year. So um, that was when, you know, Cam Simez was the, and Mike Nevinger were the, the coaches there and they were very generous to let me come down and basically get my teeth punched in um, <laughs> wrestling, wrestling Gabe Dean, Cam Simez, um, in the room, but that, but that, but that, uh, grew me, you know, coming down and, and, you know, thinking you're, you're the big shot wrestling around 
uh, CNY high school kids. And then you go up to one college practice and then you're just like on your back the whole time. And then you kind of realize, but Hey man, you know, <laughs> I'm not nearly as good as I thought I was. I have a lot of work to do. Um, but I think that was like a humbling experience the first time going down there and then, then seeing the level, uh, that Cornell had. Um, but it definitely helped me in my progression throughout high school. That's awesome. So you mentioned you were a, a multiple sport athlete and I know Jamesville DeWitt is known to have a lot of athletes go on to compete in the division one level. When did you realize you wanted to wrestle in college and why did you choose Cornell? So, yeah, I played three sports. Um, football was, was probably the most fun. We had actually a pretty good football team at uh, JD the two years I played on varsity. Um, and, and, you know, team sports are just like a riot, especially football. Um, wrestling wasn't nearly as quote unquote fun. It was definitely like rewarding, but it's definitely not like the most fun sport unless you're, you're really, really bought into it. And lacrosse, I enjoyed, it was a good sport. I think for me after wrestling season, just because it's not nearly as, um, I guess, you know, physically demanding, you know, not what you're not cutting weight, you're, you're outside running around, throwing lacrosse ball around. It's, it's definitely not as stressful. And, um, our high school was like one of the best uh, in the country. So it was pretty relaxed going into games and there wasn't as much stress and we would always go to state. So, but then, um, I kind of settled in when I went to nationals, uh, I went to my first NCAAs when I was, I think a junior in high school. And I went out to NCAAs and watched the NCAA tournament. I think it was in Oklahoma city. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, this is sweet. And, and it was just like, awesome. The, the semis and, and the blood round was like the coolest thing, the Friday night. Uh, and just like the excitement of the tournament, you know, with every match and, and everything going on, I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I like wanted to be a part of it. And that's when I pretty much set my mind on like, okay, like I want to go to college for wrestling because this, I want to go to nationals. This is the coolest thing. Um, and then on Cornell, well, I really didn't have any interest out of high school. I had uh, Binghamton uh, was really the only coach that called me. Um, but I, I, uh, I didn't have any other, anywhere else to go. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I didn't get accepted to Cornell out of high school. So I really didn't have a home, but I talked to coach Cole uh, after one of the finger lakes practices and just basically asked him, you know, is, is it okay if I do the finger lakes next year and, and kind of figure out what I, what I, what I'm going to do. And he was like, of course, of course, you know, I, I, I uh, assume that you were going to do that the whole time. So he was awesome, totally inviting and, you know, ended up sticking around there at Cornell and, and uh, yeah. So uh, while you're at a, well, I guess what was the biggest transition? You kind of mentioned that you kind of got beat up a little bit, I guess, when you were down there training with the Finger Lakes guys, but what was the biggest transition from high school to, you know, competing in college? It was, uh, it was, it was more normal for me. Um, I wasn't like, as you said, like I, I placed one time at state. It wasn't like I was this dude that had 500 high school wins. Like, you know, I, um, uh, had 500 record when I was, you know, freshman or yeah, when I was a freshman, like it wasn't like I was, I was, uh, I was used to just in impeccable success. I, I had to kind of fight and claw throughout high school. So I knew going up to the next level was going to be 
another huge jump because my peers that I came in with at Cornell were all, you know, just highly accolades. It was one of the best recruiting classes. And um, of course my name wasn't listed among the group that was coming in <laughs> because I wasn't, I wasn't on the recruiting radar of anybody. So um, I think, I think it was just knowing where I was kind of just like accepting that, like, Hey, you're going to get your butt kicked a lot here, but like the only thing you can really control is like your effort. Um, you know, these guys are going to be bigger, stronger, more physically mature than you right now. Um, but like you, you can still control your fight. And that's kind of the attitude that I took in. That's kind of what my dad kind of preached on me when I, when I would go to these practices, when I was in high school and I kind of just carried on to that, you know, just, you never, you're not going to be able to control the outcome in the room. Like there's going to be days and someone just going to get the best of you and someone might score a hundred takedowns on you, but you can control your own effort and, and getting up and, you know, getting back into a fight. So I think that was something that I kind of just carried with me that just, mm -hmm. just knowing that, that if I kept working, that I was going to keep getting better. Um, so I think that was, that was the big thing for me and my progression. It's a great outlook. I like that. Um, so while you were at Cornell, you were a national qualifier at 197 pounds at a, as a sophomore. Your junior year was spent, you know, between 197 and 285. And then your senior year, you finished second at EIWAs, earning your second trip to NCAAs. What, if anything, was different about your second trip than your first trip two years prior? So, yeah, two years prior, um, I think body – you know, I had 50 matches going into NCAAs. Um, I kind of had like an up and down year where some days I would wrestle better than others. And so coaches, the coaches had me go to a lot of open tournaments to try to keep building my RPI to get, to get a bid. Um, and that was taxing on the body, you know, obviously 50 matches. I think I had the most matches going into nationals that year. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, just had a lot of in, like kind of banged up body parts. Um, I had to get surgery after the season on my hand. Uh, you know, I had some torn cartilage in my ribs. And, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying, like, the physicality of college wrestling uh, and cutting weight all year, it's, it's, it's honestly, I think, uh, just being healthy, as healthy as you can going into nationals is, like, one of the biggest things. And then, like, as you said, my senior year, I had more success. I actually got hurt in the middle of the year. I got a concussion was that I was against at Vegas. Colin Go Moore? Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I got, I took a, I took a knee to the face and like, um, I had a, honestly, it looked like a giant jaw saw or uh, jawbreaker in my <laughs> mouth. And it was, it was huge. And it looked like I broke my jaw and they couldn't really tell because there was so much swelling in my face, but I was out for about a month. Um, and honestly, I think that was a blessing in disguise because I couldn't really wrestle. Um, and it was in the middle of the season. Um, it was kind of like a reset. And I healed my body, kept my weight down. Um, and then when I was going to the nationals, I was a lot more fresh. So I think that was, I think that was a big thing going in the second time. Also having been there um, and underperformed was, was something that uh, I was a little bit, you know, used to the stage because the first time it is, it is overwhelming. You know, it's a big stadium. You got 18,000 people there. Um, but even then I still went out there my senior year and lost first round. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, so in 2019 at the NCAAs in Pittsburgh, it was your senior season. You got upset 
in the first round uh, by Jacobson, I think, from Lehigh, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yep. you, you beat him in the quarters at EIWAs, but you you managed to win four uh, straight in the Russell back. Um, you know, what went through you in the, the round of 12, a- a.k.a. the blood round, as you beat New York uh, fellow New York Thomas Lane of Cal Poly to be an All-American? Yeah, so that's just one of those things that, like, you know, you never know at Nationals. I had a guy that I had beaten, I think, I think I was 5-0 and against him. Um, <laughs> going into that match so I was confident and I was winning and he caught me in, in a cradle on top and it was nice and luckily I didn't even get pinned but um yeah that, that took a lot man I was I was down in a hole for sure I was bummed uh because you know my goal wasn't there to get on the podium I thought I could I thought I had the potential to honestly win the whole thing so that was that was kind of the goal all year I had a notebook that I was writing down NCA champ so that kind of was heartbreaking to to have it all go away in the first round and then it was like all right well you know you better get your butt on that podium so um I tried to take it one match at a time it was uh it was definitely a stressful fr- uh Friday so I took care of business and winning my second my, my first wrestle back on Thursday night and then the matches on Friday were just uh it was a roller coaster um just like when you get to that level you're wrestling somebody tough every round so um, you know, an overtime match against the Virginia kid and got taken down twice against the rider kid and ended up being him. And then, you know, the blood round, I was, I was trying to take a nap, um, before the, the, the blood round. And I was just like, so excited and, but also a little bit anxious about it that I couldn't really nap. Um, cause I was just so excited. Um, just so many emotions going up into that match, but, you know, it was so, so happy after after I got it done and, and ended up on that podium. So it was definitely a roller coaster of a Friday. Um, I, I felt like I was on an adrenaline high like the entire day, and then by the end of the day, I was like just completely depleted. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I think I was somewhere, you know, on the interstate in Pennsylvania, driving toward to Pittsburgh on that Friday night, and uh, I think I saw it on Facebook or something like that. You know, you hugging your your mom and dad after your match and. I think I was able to watch the medal rounds the next day. And then of course the finals, but I, uh, I was pumped to, uh, you know, see a section three guy being all American, but that brings me back. I'm trying to think of the recent former, uh, section three wrestlers who have all American at the division one NCAAs. All I can think of before you is I think Justin Lister, maybe in 2010. What's, what's that mean for, uh, you know, you and you doing that for section three and, I mean, as you see now, there's guys like Tanner Cook, Derek Spann, even Hunter Richards that are uh, in the national rankings. Yeah, uh, it was a long time. It was a really long time for uh, Section 3 I to get on that podium. Um, we kind of had a little dry spot there, but I think that that Section 3 has the potential for these guys to place. We, we produce good talent, mm-hmm. um, but – yeah, you know, I'd, I'd obviously, you know, I was teammates with Hunter. I'd love to see those guys, guys make it to nationals and get on the the, the podium. Um, but I think, I think uh, just finding the right fit out of college. I feel like sometimes a lot of guys, I feel like a lot of guys in section three end up transferring and they get into a bad situation with coaching staff. Um, but hey, man, you never know this year. Well, actually, well, Cornell's not resting this year, so. I can't right. be pulling for Hunter this year. He had a great year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited to see him wrestle at nationals and that was a total bummer, but 
yeah, Derek's man too, man. He has he has a lot of potential to get on that podium they're wrestling this year. So yeah, you never know. I hope I hope more guys now um, will keep keep that going and that we'll, we won't have such a drought in between guys uh, making the podium. So I was at practice two days ago and uh, I told the the state champ from our town that he's a junior this year, but he wanted me to ask, you know, what kind of sacrifices did you make to reach that level of being an All-American while you were in college? Man, <laughs> it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's not just, you know, you wake up one day and you go to practice and you, and you practice really hard. It, it's that's, that's doing your job, you know, showing up to practice and, and, busting your butt and all the drills and all the conditioning is that that's just that's just your job um that should be expected that that shouldn't that shouldn't feel like you know rewarding or or like you did something special you know that that's 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 your job show up every day and, and work your butt off the next part of it is is the lifestyle though it's like every day you know you're waking up focus on your goals uh and for me, I was cutting a lot of weight my senior year. So, so the diet was a huge part, huge part. Um, the sacrifices of tracking what I was eating, tracking my hydration, uh, you know, tracking my weight every day. Um, and then on top of that, just my due diligence of the, the weekends, you know, like I, I you know, didn't go out. I didn't go to parties. I didn't, I didn't drink, didn't smoke don't do any of those things. Um, and, and I live like that, uh, from the summer. So it's not like, okay, like, you know, nationals in a month, I'm going to, you know, stop drinking and going out for me. It was the whole year. You know, I, I think I had a couple, couple drinks on the 4th of July, the previous year. And then from then on, it was like, all right, I'm focused on NCAAs and, you know, that's nine months away, but like it all adds up. So I think, I think the sacrifices, it, it goes beyond just the resting room. It goes into every run, every lift, uh, every meal, every night's sleep. It's like, you know, you gotta, it's gotta be all encompassing to, to be that laser focused, to be successful at the highest stage. Um, yeah. That living the right, right lifestyle is definitely pretty key and to be a success, but, um, for sure. you, you kind of were on some pretty good teams at Cornell, you know, your freshman year, you had three all Americans, two national champs, sophomore year, four all Americans, uh, your junior year, four All-Americans and a champ. And then your senior year, four All-Americans and another champ. You had teammates like Nashon, Palacio, Rebuto, Max and Gabe Dean, Yanni, Vito, Darmstadt, just to name a few. But what, what were your favorite team memories at Cornell? Uh, team memories. Um, that's a good question. Um, honestly, my junior year, when we went down to South Beach for the first time and we didn't go to the scuffle, uh, we stayed in like a mansion. Um, a former Miami um, Heat players mansion had like a basketball court and a pool and instead of wrestling on New Year's Day we got to just like spend it together we went to the beach um, those kind of memories are just like awesome that you think back on like the good times um, but then also like you know there's something special about um, having success in the sport and then having your teammates like rally behind you and just be like so happy for you um, I felt that, especially obviously my senior year, just all the people that were like, so happy for me and my teammates that like, you know, that supported me throughout the year, um, supported me throughout my career. Uh, those memories and those guys like, uh, I'll always cherish. Yeah. The, uh, 
the selfie trip. I remember checking out the Instagram stories and whatnot of uh, you guys just living in that awesome mansion and, you know, kind of living yeah. life on the beach for a little while. It was kind of cool to see. Yeah, so, that was, that was awesome. So a month after the NCAAs, you had a strong performance at the U S open where you were uh, the runner up at 97 kilograms, having a nice 11 to three win over Ty walls. I think he was like third on the ladder at that time. What was the, mm-hmm. uh, was that your last competition until you recently competed at the senior nationals for, for Penn RTC? No. So, so I actually wasn't like, actually I was kind of just so burnt out from cutting weight all season. I was like, I'm not wrestling at, at freestyle. Like I'm done. Like I'm just going to enjoy like my senior spring at Cornell and uh, Mike Gray just convinced me to go. And he's like, come on, man, it'll be fun. We'll go to Vegas one last time. Like you'll wrestle, no pressure. It'll be fun. So that I, and then I, you know, went out and had success and I was like, well, damn, uh, <laughs> I guess I, you know, I'm going to the world team trials. Uh, so then I ended up going to the world team trials. Um, didn't wrestle. I don't think to my potential. I think at that point I was, I was really kind of just like burnt out a little bit with the sport. Uh, I think I needed some time off, but I, you know, went to that tournament, uh, took third, um, which meant I missed out on a national team spot by one, by one spot because Kyle Snyder was sitting out at final X. So I was fourth. Mm-hmm. So I missed out on a national team spot. Um, but then I was like, Oh, okay. But my coaches were like, it's all right. You can go win U 23s and you could, you know, still make a, a world team. Um, and went to U 23s got hurt wrestling and had injury default out of the tournament. And, and that was, and that was really kind of like the breaking point for me when I was like, all right, like my body is completely given out on me. Like I've given it my all for the last entire year from, you know, cutting weight all year 97 and now wrestling freestyle. I was like, I need a break. So I went home um, and we took a family vacation after I graduated from Cornell, we went to Hawaii, took a, took a break and, took time off. Um, and then I was just back in Syracuse when, um, you know, I had this extra semester of eligibility and that's when, um, I'm kind of jumping the, jumping the gun, I think, but no, to, your, good. to your question, to your question, uh, the U 23s was like in June and that was the last time I competed until the U S open, um, this past. Well, uh, that's, fall. that's kind of why I uh, asked because I, you were mentioning your, your half of, or your semester of eligibility. And that was going to lead me to you headed back home and played uh, football for Syracuse orange. It's a team I'm sure you've watched in the carrier dome since you were pretty young. What was the experience playing football for them? Um, yeah. So, so that was awesome. I was, yeah, I was kind of getting, getting into that. I, I was home, my brother, um, he, he plays quarterback. He wants to play college football. He, uh, you know, needed someone to throw the ball to. Um, so we went over to like local high school and he, and I was just running routes for him. <laughs> um, and I had an extra semester of eligibility and I was just like, you know what, like, let's just go knock on some doors and see what happens. So I started, uh, I was working out at Manly Field House in Syracuse. I knew the strength coach there and uh, was just kind of hanging out around there and just, just walked into the, uh, the coach's coach's room and and uh kind of knocked on the door and just introduced myself I said hi I'm Ben and I want to walk on the team and they were like wait who the hell are you like uh hey come back on Monday so I was like all right so came back on Monday and basically they said hey if you get into school like we can 
we can get you a spot. So, you know, sent out some emails, some grad professors got on the team, got accepted to school and a grad program. And then, uh, and then they were like, all right, you know, you're invited to camp. <laughs> so ended up, ended up, you know, living a childhood dream there. As you said, I, I, I grew up going to football games. I love football. Um, honestly, like if I had more opportunities out of high school for football, it would have been hard to pass up playing college football. Um, I just truly love, love football. Um, I'm happy everything, you know, worked out the way it did, but there was a dream to play college football. So being able to, especially at, you know, at your hometown, you know, I, I live, I would go for runs and I run past Manly Field House. It's, uh, it's like, you know, two miles from my house. So, you know, I basically lived on campus at Syracuse. So it was like right there. I, I, I grew up going to all the sporting events. So, um, yeah, that was like a childhood dream being able to play football there. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, so. it was an exciting time. I mean, I remember watching a few of the games and, you know, it's kind of cool to see you as a wrestler and then, you know, you're playing for the orange. It's a team that, you know, everybody pretty much in the North country, you know, roots for. So you kind of played football, you played football there. And then in the spring of 2020, April, you announced you were going to continue your, your senior level training at Penn RTC. You mm -hmm. kind of mentioned that work drew you to Philly and you kind of were training there. I guess what else just drew you to Penn RTC or is it just kind of cause you've started your job down there in Philly? Well, I, I took a visit and uh, coach Slay and uh, coach Reyna were, were awesome. The uh, awesome host. Um, I think we just clicked on more of just a wrestling, but just like more of life um, with values that they share here at the PRTC. Um, and, and just this, this, uh, this connection that we had, I felt like, wow, like I really feel like I'm going to strive here or I'm going to be successful in this environment. So um, it wasn't just as much as, of, of the, the work. I was like, if I'm going to continue training, um, I want it to be a good fit. And, and this was like the best of both worlds where it was an awesome fit and it was right, you know, right in the same city as work. Um, so you know, the RTC has guys from a lot of different colleges, you know, Mark Hall, Penn State, David McFadden, Virginia Tech, Joey McKenna, Ohio State, Ethan Lezak, Minnesota, and then yourself from Cornell. What kind of culture is Coach Soleil building there with, you know, all those guys from different colleges being attracted to Penn RTC? Yeah, so we have um, just like an awesome group of guys. Like I, I couldn't speak highly enough about the people in in the room there from the senior athletes you just listed um but just like an awesome group you know outside of outside of wrestling room but just in life just like just just good guys honestly um we share we share a lot of values you know with our faith and and you know outside of wrestling with with like you know life and, and just our perspective and I, I really really feel connected to those guys and i've only known them for a couple months you know uh, Mark just got here a couple months ago. So I'm building my relationship with him. He's an awesome guy. Awesome. Awesome wrestler, obviously, you know, to pick his brain and be around, but just also just like a good person. Um, and, and, you know, we have, we have some values here that coach Slay really harps on, you know, it's faith over fear, uh, full effort, struggle well, and serve out, serve others. And I really feel like, you know, these guys take that very seriously and 
they take that to heart um, in their lives outside of wrestling. So it's just, it just really, really an awesome, awesome environment I have down here with, with these people that you just listed. Yeah. Um, like the RTC is like Finger Lakes. Well, now it's Spartan combat, but that's kind of attractive to anybody that wants to go to Cornell. I mean, Penn RTC with a lineup like that, it's pretty attractive for UPenn and the Drexler wrestlers or future mm-hmm. UPenn and Drexler wrestlers. Uh, how is, you know, managing your work and your wrestling? So right now it's a, it's a work in progress. I'll say that. Um, so luckily, you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. I actually had a conversation with coach Slay about this recently. It's almost a blessing in disguise because I do have passions for my athletic career and, and trying to make a world team and, and get a world medal, but also, um, with work. Like I am very passionate. I working at Merrill, um, I, had, I just got fully licensed to be a financial advisor. So I am very excited about that, that career. Um, and I have these, you know, internal struggles with what can I prioritize right now? Like, I understand that my time horizon for wrestling is diminishing, but at the same time, um, you know, I have an awesome opportunity with work. So it, it's, it's kind of a, a balance right now. I'm making it work for the, the home, the work from home posture actually has made it easier because I, uh, it gives me more time to not have to drive to work, um, you know, and get ready and then drive back and, and the, the commute. Um, so there's things like that, that have made it easier. Um, but, but I will say it definitely keeps me very, very busy. So I think when things go back to normal, it'll be a better um, assessment to understand the time demands. And I'll really be able to see like if I can juggle both. But right now, for now, I'm, I'm, uh, I guess I'm, I'm making it work. So you've been down in uh, Philly, PA for almost a year. Well, I guess you're home partly to COVID, but I got to ask, Pat or Geno's? What's your favorite place? Uh, <laughs> um, I actually have haven't been to Pat's, but, um, <laughs> unfortunately I am, I'm gluten free. Oh. So I can't really handle like, uh, <laughs> a big sub. It's things coming from an Italian family. We make homemade meatballs and homemade spaghetti and, uh, monogat. So that stinks, <laughs> but I actually haven't been able really to go to those places because of that. I, I guess I ironically enough that I was down there in September coaching at a tournament, I think just North of Philly, but we went into Philly to, uh, you know, check out the sites and obviously stop at Pat and Geno's. And uh, I had Pat's, I mean, or I had, I had them both, but I'm a big Pat's guy, but it's kind of funny <laughs> that that tournament we were down there. Uh, one of the kids on my team was uh, actually, he wrestles at JDCBA. So it's kind of a small world. Um, but I guess I'm going to leave you. What's next for, for you what's next for Ben Hannes so next Friday um we have uh, our first we're rest, we're hosting our first card it's called summit one that's going to be on the 29th we're having like a bunch of of high school and college matches and then we're going to have a senior lineup uh so Mark Hall is wrestling um Jackson Nate Jackson yep and uh Dave McFadden's wrestling Vincenzo um Ethan Lezak is wrestling. I forget, forget who he's wrestling. Let me, let me check. Um, but I'll be wrestling Scotty Boykin from uh, the Spartan Combat. So excited, excited for that one. 
uh, to get back on the mat since, uh, you know, my poor showing at the U S open, I got hurt, had to get a, had to get a cortisone shot, but, uh, body's feeling really, really good. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to, to get back out in there and compete next week. So, so yeah, that is next Friday. Um, oh, also Max Dean's wrestling miles. So we got a good card. So yeah, you guys should, should tune in and, uh, and watch that. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good card. Yeah. I didn't, I guess I didn't see your, uh, your bout on there, but I did see all those other ones, but that's awesome. That's mm -hmm. exciting to see. I'm excited to watch you guys compete. Is there anything else that yep. you'd like to add? Uh, no. Um, no, I really, I uh, really don't. I appreciate you, uh, you having me on here to, uh, share, share some of my stories. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. I know you're busy with your work and your training schedule, but. Yep. Anytime, man. All right. See ya.